I will say though, I enjoyed uh, Daredevil's Walk of Shame. Oh, dude, with the side, <laughs> shoot the boots off and <laughs> just walking down the road. <laughs> that made me cackle with glee. Welcome to the What's Already Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Croner. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification, all that shit that makes you keep up with what we're doing and watching us, listening to us, which we appreciate you doing, by the way. More importantly than anything, tell a friend about us. Share the podcast. That helps us. Tell two cool. friends. Yeah, at least two. More if you're feeling frisky. <laughs> <laughs> no reason to be conservative here. Yeah, we're, you can tell everyone, even if you think they'll hate us. We're okay with that, too. Just tell them. We like people that hate us. <laughs> we will troll any troll you send our way. That's right. That's right. Uh, send your best troll. We'll take them on. We'll, we're ha- we, happily in, we, we will happily be called buffoons on our own podcast. We love it. Um, today, we're here to talk about She-Hulk. Season one, episode eight. Is it eight? Good news. Yeah, it is. There's eight. only one left. I know, and I'm I am shocked about that. That there's only one left because yeah, I feel like the show just started today. This reveal should have been uh, an episode two. God Almighty! I, <laughs> I'm like, what? Why? Did we have seven of these episodes? Six of these episodes. There was one other one that I liked. Five of these episodes, because I kind of like last week's at moments. And I think it, I think last week's could have been great if the rest of the episodes around it had been better. Yeah. But what Easily. was bad was such piles of flaming dog shit that it's unforgivable that we've only had two episodes that I go, that was awesome. Yeah, so I'm really confused about this Lawyer of the Year award. Because <laughs> so far in this show, Jennifer Walters isn't a very good lawyer, man. Right? Now, to be fair, Matthew Murdoch is a exceptional lawyer, and her client was the worst client on in the existence <laughs> of planet Earth. But... She's not very good at being a lawyer. Yeah. (laughs) According to the show, I haven't read the comics. I don't know the history behind it, but based on this show, the only reason why she's got a job is because she's She-Hulk. Yeah. Which kind of takes away from the entire social commentary that they were trying to do at the beginning. Yeah. Um, So that was annoying. But Charlie Cox. Dude. Finally, when he walked in through those double doors in the courtroom, I was like, about fucking time. No shit. It had been far too long to introduce him. And he came in and made the show infinitely better by being it. Yeah. But I don't know if you felt this way, JJ, because I felt that he took center stage and now we were just watching Daredevil you know, goes to She-Hulk kind of a weird crossover where it was just an episode of Daredevil yeah. that She-Hulk was in. Yeah, it was a weird, funny episode of Daredevil. Yeah. Instead of dark and gloomy. and It's like the Disney Channel movie, Daredevil Goes to L.A. 
<laughs> exactly. I, you know, it was so, I was, yeah, it, it, but it's par for the course with this show. And, and to the point that even, like, the review, let's talk about what happened on my show. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that in and of itself to me will be how I explain She-Hulk. It's, it's the only show I've ever watched that the lead character is the least enjoyable character 90% of the time in her own in their own show but they remind me on a weekly basis that it's their show it's just what the shit you shouldn't have to remind me i should know whose show it is yeah but um, every co-character steals the show every time and steals it bad yeah like i mean i will say though the first 24 minutes of this show was the most fun I've had watching She-Hulk. Right? Hands down. Yeah. First 24 minutes was the best She-Hulk has given us. Yep. Okay, Leapfrog or... <laughs> yeah, Leapfrog. Ribbit and Rip Away guy. Stupid <laughs> 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 was so dumb, uh. but it was enjoyable dumb. Yes. Right, where he's trying to stop the perps from stealing TVs from the mall. Yeah. Which, by the way, who parks out front in the parking lot when you're robbing a, you know, a department store? Uh, right. These guys need better lessons on being a bad guy. Yeah. But that whole interaction was hilarious. Um, to oh, the yeah. point where he's telling the story with She-Hulk, and then we're getting the actual versions of the story that happened. I was surrounded by them; they were huge, right? And they're just like kicking him when he's yeah. down. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It was the stupid kind of funny slapstick humor that I know and love. Yeah. Um, and if the show had kind of done a little bit more with this kind of funny humor, it would have been hilarious. Like even a little montage in one of the episodes of She-Hulk dealing with all these dumbass cases yeah. where they're telling the story and she's sitting there like just behind her desk going, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? Like yeah. It would have been perfect. Or have, like we were talking about, you know, we just did Andor uh, live. Go check out the episode, by the way, when we mm -hmm. did Andor. Uh, we talked about how, you know, the Mandalorian did a great job of boxing out these episodes. Like, dude, this show as a courtroom drama or a courtroom show would have been perfect if every single episode was its own individual case. Yeah. And then... You leave these after credit scenes or almost at the end to further the storyline of the shady plot, because with what they gave us, you could have done an after credit scene at every single episode and we would have gotten the exact same information. Mm -hmm. But every little, uh, you know, every little episode of the show should have been one little, you know, tier Z hero that gets their <laughs> gets their shit rocked and she has to step in and save them. Either as she Hulk, like she did while she's giving legal advice to her client who kidnapped the designer. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is beautiful. Why didn't they do this the whole damn season? Dude. I love Like it. some two-bit hero, you know, goes on a rampage. That's her client. She has to go, okay, no, we're not doing this. Um, you know, for A, B, C, and D, as she Hulk, she's saving her clients from making bigger mistakes. Mm -hmm. But no. Instead, we get twerking with Megan the Stallion and oh uh, let down with Emil Blotsky. So, yeah, whatever. So I had the same a similar thought today as I was watching it and enjoying what I was watching. I'm like, this is what 
look, you have a blueprint, and I keep talking about blueprints on these damn Disney Plus shows, but you have a blueprint that is fail-safe in courtroom shows. Comedies, dramas, I don't give a shit. They've been doing it and successfully for decades on television. And that formula is you have per ep- a, a case per episode, a client per episode. It's different. It's completely detached from the, the main story. Now, the more complex and great shows like Suits, for example, um, that's been going for the last few years, has like an overarching story that's happening while they because they're lawyers they have to do their job on a daily basis they're gonna have different clients that they deal with every day at work so we see those dailies while there's one giant case or one giant piece of drama that's happening while they're handling these individual cases on each episode like you said it could have been in the post-credit scenes they could have had because what i think they should have done is have this emil blonsky the first, we've got nine episodes. The first four episodes are her having to, somewhere along the line, they mention Blonsky's parole hearing, and he's having these conversations. You throw in a, a scene here and there with Wong trying to get him to come and be you know, a, a witness in his, and you have an individual client in each of those first episodes that has its own story that's, like you said, a Z-list freaking hero that's dicking things up because they want to be an Avenger. They want to be part of this whole thing, and she has the ability to be a real hero, like an Avenger-level hero, but she's defending these idiots as a lawyer, all the while dealing with an A-list villain trying to get him out of prison. It would have been genius. And then the back half, the last four episodes before your finale, you have this tie-in where now he's out and you keep getting these like little moments on a TV or something where it's Blonsky's freaking self-help camp, right? Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you see that that's the overarching story is Blonsky. He's our most famous client. Now she's dealing with all these moron clients or she's dating while she's protecting a client. But I also think with the chemistry that Tatiana Maslany and Charlie Cox had, just bring his ass, even if she's freaking video chatting with him to get legal advice or she brings out they bring out because what they should have done is had charlie clark's in the one of the first three episodes like they did here then he goes back to new york but leave his partner i can't remember his partner right off the top of my head now but bring his partner into it and he stays out in la to help with this case whatever's going on and then charlie comes back every once in a while and we could have done without on the dumbass dating bullshit because the the freaking chemistry between the two of them was amazing. Oh yeah, I also would have been okay if you made him like her foil. Yeah, like have him come in and just dick around in her cases and win because she's having to take on all these Z tier heroes because of her job in this firm, <laughs> and he just comes in. Oh, I smell jet fuel, type of a thing. Yeah, or you know A B C or D, and she's like, and then the fourth wall breaks that she makes all the time is like, what's with this guy? Oh, he did it again. Yeah, you know, and so now he becomes almost her like foil. And then you have the, you know, they start to date, they start to talk, start mm-hmm. to get going because she went from, I'm never going to be a superhero to I'm a superhero real quick when you brought Charlie Cox in. Yeah. Like it was a snap of the fingers and she was there in her suit and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it wasn't awkward. It was comfortable. Yeah. It's such a wasted opportunity. Bring him in earlier or do like you were saying and just, you know, have Emilonsky going because that could be the overarching bad guy. That can be the, you know, stuff that we don't get to see while she's dealing with all these low tier clients. But no. No, they couldn't do that. So we had to get the awkward, weird dating stuff. Um, and speaking of that, last week I had my, you know, she's a Shapoopy comment. <laughs> For reference, that is from The Music Man, if uh, anybody wanted to know. And it's uh, from a song in The Music Man, which pretty much a girl should wait until the third date, mm. which she did with Josh. Gotcha. Now I understand why she did not with Charlie Cox. I mean, the fight's leaving in the morning and it's Charlie Cox. It's Charlie Cox. Yeah. So, you know, reasons behind that. Yeah. So, but that was where that came from. But it's also like, oh my gosh, we didn't need all this extra stuff going on in the background. Yeah. Like the real reason for this, like Josh storyline that we had a episode ago or a couple episodes ago was to clone her phone. We saw, Mm -hmm. but she's a lawyer. You could clone her phone literally anywhere, especially with how much she drinks as Jennifer Walters (laughs) and sticks her phone on the counter. (laughs) It would be such an easy thing mm-hmm. um, versus this whole kind of slub, subplot that took up a couple episodes, didn't do anything except give us that weird wedding. Oh my God. Which shouldn't have been a thing. Well, and let's just talk about our villain here so far. It's Reddit. Yeah. Our, our villain is Reddit. Which, to be fair, he's a pretty good villain. Sure. If you put in the work to get there, but it's yeah. not. Um, oh, actually, I was going to say the villain's her, apparently. Oh, well, yeah, that too. There's whole 180 spin around. And I was like, well, that takes away that whole big, you know, emotional scene in episode one, which everybody who was shitting on the show at the beginning brought it up, where she's like, I can control my anger better than you. And, mm-hmm. oh, people had a field day with this. And you spent seven episodes showing that only to throw it away in the penultimate episode. Everybody who brought that argument up first is going to be bringing that same argument up now. Yeah. Um, where it's like, oh, yeah, she can control her anger so well. Now, guess what? She's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like you did absolutely nothing for, like, threw away everything you were trying to do in this show. Yeah. I'm like, why? What's the purpose of the point? To show that it's unfair for women? It's already unfair in real life. Why are you showing it in your show? <laughs> yeah. Well, why are you having her fail? Like, yeah. And I would have been, look, ironically enough, this has the same problem for me that Game of Thrones final season had is there is, you did not earn while I get what you were trying to do. She's been going through seven and a half episodes of people shitting on her, her having to deal with shitty clients, being forced to do things she didn't want to do, having people reject her because she's not She-Hulk or reject her because she is She-Hulk. Like, she can't win. So I get the fact that you lost it. But you did it in such a silly way. You didn't, you didn't take enough time in every episode or at least every other episode to show that the anger and these things were actually starting to get to her on not just a sad level, because that's what I saw. What they showed was sad Jen, not mad Jen, right? Even if you had mad Jen, like just for a second, and she goes, no, 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 gets control of it, and then goes sad Jen, fine. At least you've shown me that there's some anger there. 
she hasn't really been angry the entire fucking series until because now. Because she can control her anger so well. Yeah. Until apparently you reach a certain threshold, and then there's nothing that can control it except for those cool little Sonic guns that we saw in the Amazing or the Incredible Hulk or whatever it was. Yeah. So, but it's like, okay, so you spend all this time telling this certain story that she is so good at being She-Hulk because she can control her anger up until a certain point. Like, for me, break the screen. Right. Because that's where the stuff's coming from. And then have her go into that sad kind of or resigned state where it's like, shoot, like, you know, this was supposed to be my night, my award type of a thing. And now it's gone because I got to go have an awkward conversation with my parents about my dating habits. Yeah. And I was like, um, mm, yeah, but no, we get Neanderthal She-Hulk. Like, yeah, I was like, this, this doesn't follow the, you know, tableau of what you've been doing yeah like like you said you didn't earn this kind of side of she hulk Mm -hmm. versus if this had happened episode two or three when she made the dating profile and then you know they had a little bit of this kind of insane website thing yeah with her assistant and the other female lawyer right but she played off as like oh i don't really care until yeah. it gets blasted to everybody and then you care a whole lot. So it's it's like they it's the problem with She Hulk or problem that I have with Disney currently is that they almost get there. They almost yeah. get there, then they back off. And then they almost get there again, they back off, and then they blame the fans mm-hmm. or the people who are watching, the people who are consuming their content as being you're not, you know, understanding right, or you're not doing it. it right. You're the problem. Mm-hmm. It's like no. Make a statement. And stick with it versus going almost all the way and then backing off. Because at that point, you might as well not make a statement at all. Yeah. Well, and that's, I had an epiphany day while I was watching the episode because I was like, this is interesting. I'm enjoying this episode. It's like episode three or whatever one, the other one was good. I was like, and then I started thinking about that. And I was like, you know what frustrates me the most about this show is the potential. Like, it could have been a phenomenal show. It has all the right elements. It has the right cast. It has the right supporting cast. It has the right guest casts. It has the right fan base. It has all of the right elements that you need, even to be a quote-unquote what people are bitching about, woke show. Like, you could do an effective social commentary within this show, whether people like it or not, you could do it. And... The worst part is, like you said, they've touched on it enough to show us this show could have been great. But what it did was so bad when it, it, it the little moments of greatness didn't even come close to making up for the majority of it being as bad as it was and not funny and not entertaining and not even close to addressing the social issues that it's trying to address. I am fine with people with shows and movies addressing social issues but like you said go there actually do it don't tiptoe around it and stick your toe in the water just fucking jump in there and fucking get it figured out and if people don't like it fuck them you still have millions of people yeah if people don't like it you can say dude we told a story that was legit right now you're giving all those people say we don't like it a foot to stand on yeah. because you didn't go there. Yep. But now you're trying to say, oh, no, we did. No, you didn't. Uh, you know, take away anything that the opposition, for lack of a better term, can stand on. Yeah. And really dive into it. Since we improved Andor at the end of that, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what would have made this better. Yeah. Right. She slams a screen. She sees the guys running out. Right. She goes after him and she 
just gets zapped through a portal by Wong. <laughs> now she's in Carmitage or whatever, and Wong has something that happened, and he needs her help with it. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I really like that, because then it gives her, like, hey, I am I'm important. Mad, but there's nothing I can do about yeah. it. Oh, Wong doesn't care that this stuff was lambasted about me. Because then you could even start off the next episode, the finale, with her saying, Wong, I can't help you. You know, I'm going through a tough time. And Wong could be like, why? You know, and just he could yeah. be Wong and get her out of her slump or something like that. And you could avoid you could have her be mad. But you can avoid crossing that threshold because someone who we've seen in the show already as a guest character that everybody enjoys <laughs> came in, stepped in and, you know, unwittingly or unknowingly. We can even make it. It was an accident because he was, had a legal question or something like that. Yeah. So he popped her through a portal and, you know, crisis averted. Yeah. Or and you get to add to that, you can have Madison there hanging out yeah. and be like, "Oh, we can fix that. You just need you yeah. just need a social media platform. I can help with that." How fucking great would that shit be? No, you're right. Awesome. That's genius. Because now we're gonna spend the first half of the season finale with her going back and forth and how she's gonna get out of trouble yeah. in this whole situation, and it's gonna be probably start off with her like laying in bed as Jennifer, not wanting to get up, not wanting to do anything, mm-hmm. um, running away from her problems. Where you could have had this great little bit at the end, where again, like we talked about with Andor, leave me with a hook. Yeah, and the hook is, hey, I need your help with something. I mean, because you know, I know Marvel. I don't know Marvel's plan. But it could be that you even bring in somebody like uh, Shang-Chi mm-hmm. into it, where he's hanging out with Wong for whatever reason. <laughs> and just a little cameo like that, because this show is nothing but cameos. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do something else with it instead of having trouble making up your mind if this is She-Hulk show or if this is a Marvel Cinematic Universe show with a bunch of cameos that just happens to be titled She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I would have done to improve it. I love it. I completely agree. I think you're on the money there. I I hate it because I want to like this show. I want to like it. I love Tatiana Maslany. I love the people they've brought in for the show. The cast is great. It's just shitty writing. It, it just really is. And they ha- and they have these moments of brilliance, and then they fall back into the the shitty writing, and then they have these big payoffs that they didn't earn. Makes me mad Makes me mad And don't make sense Like it just It contradicts The rest of the story You've been telling Like you said So I will say though I enjoyed uh, Daredevil's Walk of Shame Oh dude With the (laughs) Shoot the boots off And (laughs) Just walking down the road That made me cackle with glee I love Every moment of having Charlie Cox on the show Yeah Uh, It was great it was fantastic, especially because it's it's such a different side than you've ever seen in his, you yeah, know, it's role. Dark as, and yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil's heavy shit, and it was so. This was funny, and I like. I even it. like their yeah, even like their on screen reaction. Like you said, their chemistry. Yeah. Where you have the you know he's like oh no stealthy's the way to go, and she's like dude I could bring <laughs> down this apartment or this building like that. Yeah. Like. And just two complete opposites, but they're working extremely well together. Um, yep. But who 
who okayed giving the goons crossbows right in lieu of like a glock <laughs> i don't know i i I don't understand because I think crossbows are more expensive than a handgun. <laughs> yeah, and a little less effective. I, yeah, like I could understand the crowbar type of a thing or the baseball bat. Those yeah. are like, you know, yeah, staple goon, yeah. goon weapons. But the crossbow? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Went out of style about a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, so I was... I will say at that point I laughed my ass off like literally out loud cackling when they passed the Frogger machine in freaking leapfrog space like I was like the meta on the nose shit (laughs) and it shouldn't have made me laugh that hard but I did like I was I was laughing I was like that's fantastic fucking Frogger well his whole layer was hilarious oh for sure and he named Hush. it Lily Pad. Like, it was like a, like a club. Giant letters. <laughs> Giant neon letters. Like, this guy's the worst oh, ever. Great. It was great. And, and I, he was perfectly cast. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. I, and that's what I think, I, like said, like well, like we said, I, I think they could have done so many. They had great ones. Man, Bull. Freak, I mean, all these characters, if you just had done them one at a time, as an, an episode of her defending them in some way, or like you said, trying to defend them and then having to go She-Hulk to stop them from doing something dumb. I, it would have been amazing, but nope. Yeah, wasn't a fan. No. Um, well, I'll take that back. I was a fan of the first 23 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> After that, it went right back to what the first seven episodes did for me. Yep, yep. It's a bummer. Yeah, because that first part, the first part of this episode showed, like we've been saying, how good they could have made this. Mm-hmm. Could have been fantastic. But instead, they gave us subpar material. And anybody who says anything about it is going to be, oh, you just don't understand what we we're trying to do or you're the problem. Yeah. No. Could be, but at the same time. I sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're a little harsh on it at times, but at the same time, like don't bring this lazy ass shitty writing in my face and then expect me to applaud you for it. It, it just, it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm harsh because I work for Disney. I know what kind of budget they got. <laughs> like the last people who should be putting out subpar content is Disney. Yeah. No shit. Mm. All right. Well, I think I've had enough of She-Hulk. I've had so much more than enough. I'm really glad, though. I said this before we started recording. I'm really glad this is the one Matson missed. Yeah. Because when we talked about him missing, I said, I hope it's the best episode yet. And it was. And I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. So I'm so happy this is the one he missed. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm not even excited for next week. Like, I'm just like, I, the only thing I'm excited about is it's the finale. Like, I'm ready to be done. With She-Hulk. It's been nine weeks of trying to justify watching this show, and, and I'm done. I, I, I'm i ready for it to be done. So I'm glad that next week's episode about She-Hulk will be our last. I'm ready for Amen the show to, to that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. There's She-Hulk episode eight of season one. Uh, Alec, my replacement, what, 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 what do they call those? The crier? My replacement town crier. (laughs) 
I love it. Yes. I'm going to change my uh, official job description. That's right. Tell everybody where they can find <laughs> us when they're not listening to this episode. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Ignore my squeaky chair. Uh, if you have made it this far, go ahead and leave a like on our video and let us know if our verdict of She-Hulk is the same as yours or different. We enjoyed the feedback and others' opinions if they aren't trolls. If they are <laughs> trolls, we make no promises. Uh, if you enjoy the content that we put out, there is plenty of it. We currently go live Mondays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So come join those and react with us in real time. We also have content on every major platform, including Apple Spot- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Ghana. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support the podcast more directly, we are on Patreon now. And you can join our board of jurors, where by supporting us, you can lock the ability to influence the content we release. Meaning that you can actually force us to watch stuff. Um, special thanks to our current patron, JJ Screaming Goats. We appreciate you and your support. And I at least support your movie choices. Uh, <laughs> that being said, don't forget to check out the latest episode of CCND. That is crazy, cool, and dumb. And as always, let us know what you think. Yeah. Thanks, man. So impressive. Again, I reiterate, Matson's fired. <laughs> I love it from his job duties <laughs> at the end of the podcast. Um, yeah, we love it. We appreciate you tuning in as always. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic out. <laughs>